Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. All right, everybody. Welcome to the confessional. We have the very professional uh, board board clapper clapboard clapboard guy clapboard guy yeah. over here, Jimmy Soleski. I'm, I'm hoping that's still a job you can what, get. In what is that? I never understood what the point of that was. It's to match up the sound with the video. You do that with the sound, and then you can match it to when they start the video scene. Yeah. I learned that wow. from a filmmaker. Yeah. Or that's at least what the clapboard union tells us. Right, yeah. <laughs> Trying to justify it. I, 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 that clapboard. sounds like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like a venereal disease. Like, <laughs> really? Like what kind of venereal disease? Of, of oh, okay. <laughs> I would think like an Sorry. indie band from the OOs, the, yeah, clap, the, the clapboard, clapboard union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah I'm still not a... getting that. I'm still. All right, we're, we're getting else. ahead of ourselves, people. <laughs> we are getting way ahead because I haven't even introduced Jimmy. Hmm. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing well, dude. I uh, My shower thing, like the thing that you pull up Uh-oh. to draw a shower, uh, broke. So I took, uh, a, I took a bath You took today. a bath. That is I adorable. A Did you I, have a, a toy ship? And a- dude, I, I, had, I, literally, I have a back scrubber, and I was like, well, I'm already here. And so I was like a cartoon. I was in the <laughs> thing, just like whistling, <laughs> scrubbing my dude, back. A good bath every now and then is... Tops. It was strange, dude. I, I got water all over my bathroom. I I, I, didn't. I get a little freaked out though. Like sitting in that water after a while, it's kind of it's like still standing water. I still yeah. get a shower it's after like, my bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you did that. I was always disappointed that the bu- remember like on when Ernie would would bathe, the mm-hmm. bubbles would like come raining down for yeah, some reason. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What was yeah. that about? I think you really got to practice bathing. I don't think <laughs> you nail it your first time. You know, I think you got to put that in the to do with it? I think if you really want to do it right to get the bubbles to the right bubbleosity, you got to like got to know what you're what doing. What do you put in your I just bath. use Irish Spring body wash, which is why I didn't get the <laughs> the right bubbleosity. Yeah, that is yeah, the right bubbleosity. Which is why you sound like you smell like whiskey today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, I we do. we have a really fun episode set up. The topic that we're doing is toxic positivity. Are you familiar mm. with with that concept? Yes, I aim for it every day. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into to what it is and how it works. Uh, we, we have two very special people here today. We have, uh, as co-host, we have my very good friend, Izzy Ariza. Hi, Izzy. Hey, y'all. You so have, good to uh, be back with you. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote real quick? Um, not at the moment. I'm working on a lot of things behind the scenes, um, including with yourself. We're working Absolutely. on a... Should I talk about that? Sure, okay. sure. I think it probably won't... We won't be able to really get out there with it until about fall, but we've been working really hard on an MTV cover band. Yes. That is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to perform in so front of many. a screen. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give away the details because I, I feel know, like someone I don't might either. steal our That's idea. That's why I was like, I don't know. But I, we have I, But a I'm lot. shocked that no one has taken this idea yeah. yet. Well, it's an MTV-themed cover band, but yes. we've been working so hard, so even if people try to start now, they won't catch up with us because Good we've been luck. working for like a year. Right, right. <laughs> but we did have a gig recently, and it was fun. It well, was we did like, like a little party show. It was like a little party show, fun. but it was still like getting out. That was the first time we performed yeah, since yeah. pre-COVID. We right. had your band, The Loss, that we were playing out with yeah. pre-COVID. Uh-huh. We had several gigs. We had like four more set up, yep. and then... I mean, everybody lost momentum with live performing, so. Well, 
I can't remember what I was going to say, but I am psyched to get back out there. Yeah. It's going to be so else. much fun. Nothing in particular to plug right now. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for All having right. me. Of course. Thank you, Izzy. And our guest today, Izzy, is my good friend. I've known this woman. I just realized I've known you a long, long time. I know. Way more than most of our guests, uh, honestly. Isn't that crazy? Because, right. like, you know, I mentioned you did ballet in my apartment, and I had that apartment like 2005, maybe? 2004? <laughs> but wait, I think we knew each other before then, right? Or, I no, think that was like, the first time we met in person. I think <laughs> so, so I'm dancing for you the first time we met? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, please welcome <laughs> that dancer slash singer slash uh, model slash mental health advocate, Jenny Conley. Hey, guys. Thank you so much I'm for gonna coming. I'm going to go ahead and, and plug uh, awesomeness. It's that hidden gem in sure. all of you. <laughs> Absolutely. All you have to do is just reach for it. How much did awesomeness pay you to say that? I, I just woke up this morning this and I was like, brought to you by awesomeness. Oh, awesomeness. <laughs> you guys, so. I wanted to have you two for this one because I feel like both of you are, are very, you're, you're in touch with the world of uh, healing, uh, but also kind of the dark side of it, the yeah. toxic positivity. What, what, can you, what do you think of when you think of toxic positivity, Jenny? Um, so... I guess the first thing I think of is fake it till you make it. Um, not a fan of that one? Uh, not, I mean, not really. Like, I, I understand how, like, uh, psychologically speaking, um, if you smile or do the smile... Uh, smile yoga? Motion or whatever for <laughs> uh, 20 seconds, it does stimulate... Positive brain. I don't activity. know if I believe that. Yes, it so, releases endorphins. No, it, it really does. So even if you don't want to like go around looking crazy, like smiling, you could just put your Joker. mask on and do it. Oh uh, yeah! Right? Wow. So okay. COVID, so I should be really happy. That's so why people do comedy. I understand that, but I think like it's gotten to a point where um, people's emotions um, have been labeled as being negative or positive. Right. Right. And then it kind of just takes away and minimizes mm -hmm. uh, what a person's feeling. Right, so right. instead yeah. of, you know, um, my whole house burned down and uh, this really sucks, what am I going to do? And someone's like, well, Look you know. Look at the bright side. Like, at least your car was parked on the curb. You don't have to move your stuff right, in the next know. place. Like, so it's yeah. kind of like, wow, well, <laughs> why can't right, the person right. just be well, upset? Like, being upset is yeah. like. For me, I, I will admit, yeah. fake it till you make it is not the most offensive one to me because I get what you're saying. You don't need to walk around faking being happy all the time. But I think it can be helpful when in a situation where I am uncomfortable, which I am a lot, but I need to do my job. You know, I need if I'm sure. at work or something like I do have to fake it for a while. And it does eventually kind of come through and I'm good, you know. It's kind of like the Black Mirror side of things, right? We've talked about Black Mirror before. Mm -hmm. um, so in some ways, when you were asking that question, my immediate thought in my head was, what, what is toxic positivity? I think it is denying your reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can at least, like, it's okay to want to be positive. I right. remember a time in my life where I was just, like, so angry and I was surrounded by negativity and toxicity in my life. And I was like, I don't want this anymore. It feels really heavy. I'm going to put it down. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give myself these positive affirmations to get, and it got me to a better place. And it, it sent me on a, a spiral in another direction. Nice. You know the physics term about um, one of the laws of physics is, like, an object in motion will stay in motion until right. it's met with resistance or something. Right. 
So the same thing, like I was spiraling downward and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I need to go in a different direction. I had to allow myself uh, to change inwardly by giving myself outsour- or mm-hmm. outside sources to kind of go in that direction. But I never denied my reality. I never right. denied my past. I never denied my anger or my feelings. But um, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. and I, there's a good and bad side to it because there are people that completely deny right. like that. Right. Like you yeah. can't just say I, nothing bad is happening or not allow yourself to feel emotions yeah. right. and push them right. down. I'm kind of like, jealous of people that can do that. I could. I, mean, I don't she, think that's I could great ever do that. Awareness, <laughs> like, right there. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, definitely. But I think also a lot of it comes from like the external, like what other people are, how they're responding. Sure. And I think people are just afraid, like if they're like, hey, how are you doing? And you're like, you know, like I'm not doing so well. Like my anxiety is really bad. My depression is bad. Or if you don't give an answer, like, and they're great, like, fine. Uh, so okay, what would you, you know? like to drink? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they, they're just to... like, oh, my God. <laughs> What I think do I do that now? means that right. you have so, to figure out who to talk to, too. Because right. if you have friends that are, like, more acquaintances who are acting like that or yeah. not uh, acknowledging that yeah. you have a mental health issue or yeah, even dude, a temporary I'm, I'm thing. Really, or I'm, just a bad day. Like, a lot, of people, a, day, yeah. a, a lot of people I talk to that deal with mental health have, a, have trouble telling people when something's wrong. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to freaking know when I'm not doing well, mm-hmm. you know. Which I feel like is a good thing. But another way I've found that I kind of have to fake it till I make it is on stage. Like, I'm not, I get very nervous still, you know. I get bad, I get less nervous every year. And I have more moments where I'm, where I'm not feeling the anxiety as time goes by. But uh, I, I still sometimes have to fake it, you know. Like, I'm, I'm not having a good time. I'm completely self-conscious right now. Show must go on. I don't necessarily think that's faking it. I think that's just, you know using whatever coping mechanisms you have around you to get through mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that that moment or right. that you know yeah yeah but those you- moments um but you're you're still acknowledging the fact that while wow, I'm nervous right, as opposed right. to being like you know See, I can't do that not- I cannot do that and I kind of wish I could. Like, I'm almost jealous that people can be like, no, I'm fine. Is right it coming now, from you know? a place you know of true like- anxiety or like imposter syndrome? You know, have yeah. you experienced that too? Ever? Oh, imposter Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, with my, with my day job? Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah, anything that you're trying to achieve or a <laughs> yeah. new creative project or something. Do you, do you get that? Like the imposter syndrome? Or is that coming from stage anxiety? Not really. The only time I give do, you anxiety. I don't really get it, honestly, other than like... Because I usually do things that I'm, I do a thing until I'm happy with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do my comedy until it's like, this is how I want it, you know, and then I go for it. But I do, some when I am in that stage where I get really anxious and self-conscious on stage, then I kind of feel like an imposter because I'm just reciting lines. I'm not a funny, I'm not doing anything other than reciting, you know, I'm just like acting. But what about when you're like trying out a new joke or something or testing out a new... Um, not really. I mean, I'm pretty easy on myself as far as testing new stuff. You got to allow yourself to bomb, you know, at open mics. If you're not bombing at open mics, you're probably not getting, you know, new material. So I'm pretty easy on myself with, you know, when I'm, when I'm at an open mic just to test new stuff, I'm like, eh, it goes bad. That's okay. You know? Yeah. I think a lot of it is people's fear of, um, like being sad or upset or acknowledging, like you said, those Mm -hmm. emotions and, you know, their emotions they don't necessarily have a positive or negative with them right but we put this like negative to being sad or depressed mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. so p- then people 
who feel that way like want to yeah. keep that to themselves yeah, and, and the avoid is, like talking to someone or right. getting help. And it's temporary too. That's what I have to, that's part of it for me is like I, I'm not going to feel like this for like if I get, go through a breakup or something like that, it's like I'm going to feel like crap for at least a few days, you mm. know, and it's like I need to acknowledge that and understand that it's going to pass. You know, it's not uh, it's this isn't how I just feel now. But that's you know? also a learned behavior. Everything. I mean, we learn everything before this is my psych side coming out, but right. we learn everything before the age of seven, how to walk, talk, sleep, eat, function, what we do with our money, what we do with our time, energy, how we relate to people, uh-huh. how we, you know, argue. Yeah. All of that is learned behavior. And it's basically like we download it and program it yeah. from our parents. Which is before. why Jimmy was taking a double bath today. <laughs> yeah. But if you think of it in the context of what you were just saying, then we also learn how to deal with those emotions. If we watch our parents or the people that are raising us or whoever deal with it in a maybe not so great way, then we're kind of, you know, unless we get to a point where we're an adult and we're like, oh, wait, I don't have to do it the way my parents did or the people that raised me. I can do it a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's really, I think what's really toxic is to deny your emotions to deny how you feel right. what people like want to escape a lot of times is that negative feeling. And then they come in with like the alcohol or, yeah, uh, workaholism. Right, the maladaptive um, yeah. coping mechanisms. Yeah, and definitely. like the really crappy part about it is that if people felt more comfortable, I think just expressing it and letting themselves feel it, mm-hmm. then, um, they wouldn't reoccur so much. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I part agree. of why I yeah. don't I don't exist in like the regular people world so much. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm kind of what like people world do you? Um uh, artists, <laughs> weird ass artists like Jimmy and Izzy. Like, no, <laughs> like I, I barely ever have to go into like the world of like making small talk with people I don't right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the people I work with I I trust and know, you know, like I, I'm surrounded by people most of the time where I can be like, I I am messed up in my head right now. That's because you we're know? all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but the I creative feel like, types uh, with don't you guys, deny it. At, at your jobs, you can't just like go up to anyone and be like, Yeah, I'm I'm completely my anxiety is killing me today, can you? I mean, I work in a mental health. I do mental health research. I, I'm actually like a, a manager of operations for, you know, so being right. in a department of mental health professionals, it's like, well, we get it a little right, bit. Right. I, I try to, I've been working in mental health for a long time. So as a manager now, I even try to show my staff who don't ever want to disappoint me. And I'm like, no, we all need a mental health day or sure. we need to take some time because you can't perform if you have something going on at Definitely. home. Or, Definitely. So I think that, um, I think one of the reasons, maybe one of my theories is about the creative types that we're surrounded by. You can't consume it and create, it's like the same fountain, right? right? And so we have this creative fountain that we're trying to pull from, but if we have blockages, it's going to be a lot mm-hmm. worse, right? Mm-hmm. And so that cycle that we were just talking about, like pushing down and denying those feelings by all these maladaptive behaviors as Jenny said, mm-hmm. I think that that is blocking the, that creative flow, which yeah. is probably why we all don't do it. We just let it out because right. we need to keep flowing. Yeah. yeah. Or then yeah. I don't know if you've run into people who've had this like huge outburst. I guess they're faking it and faking it and faking it until they, they can't, they like fall apart. Yeah. And then you just, you know, I, it's I like um, taking a beach ball, uh, you know, air filled beach ball and like right. submerging it in right. the water. Uh, and you've been pushing it down, and yeah. once you let go of it, it yeah. just like, phew, you know, right. goes to the top. So, like, 
eventually you're going to crack. You're going to fall yeah. apart. I, I feel like so. I do, I used to do that when I would kind of fake being like a super hard worker, which, you know, if you're, if you're <laughs> you working hard, hard, then you worker. are a hard worker. But no, I would like, I, for some reason, I at some point I developed this persona of like, I'm the guy who just works harder than anybody else at work. I don't know why. But I, just, I went from being, like, the laziest person in the world when I was drinking to, like, you know, now I can do stuff. So I, like, took that to the nth degree. Um, and I would definitely have breakdowns because I'd be, like, pushing myself so hard and, like, acting like I could do everything all at once. I think a lot of people do that. I, I mean, like, I think I was talking to you the other day about with uh, working out. Um, how I was seeing something on Instagram where it's like, never miss a leg day. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, really? Unless you're talking about uh, KFC. Then like. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, even our muscles need rest. Right. Absolutely. In order to grow, yeah. you need rest. Yeah. yeah. It, I was just like that. Leg I mean, day. I don't, I don't trust it. anyone that has a leg day. I can't I with the don't. Matt Damons that wake up at 5 a.m. and they shame everyone else for <laughs> not doing what they do. It's like, do, yeah, it's, do your own well, thing. Well, it is a balance, man. And like, I am all about... Pushing yourself to like, because if I just did what was natural to me, I just lay on the couch all day. I have to push myself to to achieve the things that I really want to achieve. No, but well, at the same the, time, I'm not an Ubermensch. There but is that's a limit. like a behavioral activation. So mm-hmm. like a lot of people have to do that. Sure. Like so, especially people who have suffered from like depression, yeah, or anxiety, right. where it's like either one can be debilitating. Right. Where you have to do something, whether it's like you know what, I'm going to get up in color, I'm mm-hmm. going to organize, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going to make a plan to do this one thing, right. and that yeah. behavior will trigger, will trigger another one. Will trigger another one. Will trigger another one. And, like and it's effect. like, but it so, is important to acknowledge that sometimes I got to do nothing for a while. Absolutely, you know, and yeah. that's hard for me because that's what I did all the, when I didn't understand my depression and stuff when I was younger. That's what I did all the time was nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'm scared to go back to that. So it's hard for me to be like, all right, this evening I just need to like just look up uh, urban legends on my my phone by myself <laughs> in my room for hours, you know. But I, I'm getting better with that. I am able to like give myself a night out, bare minimum days. I call them like right. when I when I when I am not in a good place. Uh, it's like, okay, what do I absolutely have to do today? All right, I'm just doing that, and then after that, I'm getting in bed. You know. So like yeah. when I was. I think really bad into a lot of things and I would not leave my apartment. Um, what got, what I did to trigger my behavior activation is I would buy one roll of toilet paper. Nice. Like you could buy them. And on purpose. At, to get on purpose because at some point in time, you are going to have to leave your apartment. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> like, idea. That's really so good. So that is the one that roll of toilet paper rule. So if you find yourself where you are just stuck. Right. Um, just, just start going to, and you could start with four, like with the four rolls. Wow. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's but, a really good um, idea. That is a but, great idea. you know, one roll. And until like I was able to, I feel like to, I could probably you know, find a way Consistently go out. Right. Well, I mean, no. <laughs> I think you could, I mean, coffee filters and paper <laughs> yeah. towels, they no, only for work me, for so I, long. I've never been that bad with like never, ever going out. Like I never just disappear for days at a time. Mm-hmm. But uh, with one roll of toilet paper and a cold, you can't. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's read a uh, confession here. This is from Gayla Connery, close to Jenny's name, uh, Arizona. Not really, but okay. Hey, Gayla. <laughs> uh, she's from Arizona. That is my my brother. That is my brother. The the toxic positivity. It's how he gets through life. He says something is wrong with me because I do not conform. If I have a problem with someone or something, I make it known. I think there's something wrong with him for being so fake. I can't fake. If I don't like someone, I will never pretend I disagree with someone. I will never sit quietly and allow it to continue. Mm. 
I have a lot of trouble faking it too, especially with mm-hmm. mean people. And that's gotten me in a lot of trouble. Like I, I can't I can't see someone who has screwed me over and not like sarcastically mention what they do. You know, mm-hmm. like I can sometimes, but not all the time. I would I would just ask yourself if that's helpful though. Do you know what I mean? I usually feel pretty good afterwards. Like I mean if that if that yeah, no, if I that, feel like, like it's that's feels my your, uh, emotional that's my tank, power. Is like that's instead great, of like getting like, violent or like starting a Facebook war or something, I'll just like make it super uncomfortable in public for the right reasons. I just yeah. cut people off. Like <laughs> if I do not feel good when I leave your presence, I don't really want to be around you. Yeah, and I can't fake it either. But I mean, there's some people we have to be around. Like people we work with, we don't choose right. our coworkers all the time. And I mean, I'm lucky to have a really great team right now. That's mm-hmm. besides the point. I've had some not so great coworkers sure. or whatever. And in that case, yeah, you just have to kind of push through it or choose another job. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. Ultimately, we get to choose who we surround ourselves with. And yeah. if there are people who like really don't make us feel good, mm-hmm. um, I think that's like a heart energy thing that people don't tap into a lot. They, they sure. they're in their head or they have an intuition in their gut, but they. I really have been trying to tap in more so to my yeah. heart energy yeah. of like, did I feel good or energized? Right, right. Energized is a thing. Yeah, because some definitely. people can completely deplete your energy. Absolutely. But, but yeah, in terms of what that um, Gala, 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 yes. Gala said, um, I think in terms of that, like, I agree. There's some people who are just like, they're in denial. That's denying your reality. Like her brother, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice fella, but sure. like there's going to be somebody that pisses him off. Yeah. And if he yeah. can't confront those emotions, he's going to turn into yeah. the exploding volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think though that like um, you were saying before, you know, making sure that you are, you know, when you feel a certain way, you have like a support system or the right people with whom you can speak to about yeah. it. Because um, as someone else uh, once shared with me in a group um she said that uh and she was in in the military so this is the the terminology that she used but she said you can't um spill your blood all over everybody Hmm. and expect them to react the same right so you know you need to be careful with that um so I, i would just say you know um yes hold on to your truth speak your truth um but just make sure that you are aware of the people um, with whom you're sharing. Yeah, definitely. That, definitely. Yeah, because yeah. not everybody's going to receive it. Yeah, everything's, uh, you know, there's no there's no uh, absolutes in life. Like, uh, you, you want to tell the truth, but you can't 100% of the time, you know? What are you no. going to expel all of your energy trying to tell the truth to someone who doesn't want to hear right. what you're saying? Or who doesn't care. I don't care. waste my time. Do you know or what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. like your waiter. It's right. Like, hey, how are you doing right. today? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I was just going to get you some appetizers. Oh, boundaries. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, boundaries are definitely a good thing. Yeah. People people always uh, seem to open up to me, though. <laughs> like, when I was, like, Uber driving, like, everybody would, like, tell you're me. You're like, the ultimate, that. like, therapy. Yeah. Like, well, I know. You Why do is common- that? Because you just are jolly and open. No, I think, no, people do that with me too. So you're too. saying I need to lose some weight. No, no, but I think people do that with me too. Right, they yeah. open up a lot. I've, seem, I've always had a yeah, lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's been rare that I've been able to say, oh, someone is my close friend or good friend that I can lean on. Mm-hmm. But I've always done that for other people. I, I guess I just treat people how I would want to be treated. I've mm-hmm. always, that's like the one thing grounded in my brain. And I've just always naturally done that. But so people don't I have to have today. boundaries. Like people, people don't. Do. No, I guess it's this whole like ice princess thing that like just radiates. Ice, ice princess. <laughs> what is that I don't know. I don't know. People Bella? are like, you look mean. I was like, really? Oh well, you know. 
Well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, for people who don't know me yet, like, I, I mean, I just met you and you have a beautiful smile. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, No, I've what always a nice gotten lady. good energy from you, always. Yeah. So, but from. I guess maybe because you're like so classically pretty, you know, people oh. might be like, oh, yeah, she, she, can, she can be mean because she's so beautiful. Oh, you know, like, yeah, because I'm allowed or to. Or maybe mean. that's the thing. And maybe that other people look at you and they're like, well, I'm used to good looking people being mean to yeah, me. Yeah, totally. So you must totally. be the same. I had a friend like that. I, mean, like, <laughs> I have a lot of people come out to me. That's about it, though. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I don't, I I guess so. Uh, I look like the person that if you've been in the closet for a while and you need someone to come out to, then that's me. But that's other so than that. Wow. Anyone in the room in the need to get it out? I don't know. I don't know. So, um, yeah. <laughs> such a specific So DM niche. me if you, uh, you know, send me right. a message if you <laughs> need help and right. um, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm an ally. So. <laughs> nice. I don't yeah. think anyone's ever come out to me. Yeah, I think I it happened to me like last week. You ever had that, Jimmy? Wow. Yeah, I had a friend of mine come out to me recently, like last year. Really? Yeah. What'd they say? Uh, he said, uh, um, "My friend signed me up for Tinder uh, for girls and guys." That and was I his was way of coming out. And I was like, "Oh." And then I was like, and then it was like longer than that. He sent me a long message, and then I was like, "Dude." I'm so glad you came out to me because now I can come out to you as saying, I know, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I can finally tell you that. <laughs> I didn't want it to seem like an insult before. Huh. Wow. That's, I didn't know there was a type of person that people come out to. I don't know if that was... I think it's just a close friend. Yeah. yeah and people true. that they feel like they're not... Who aren't going to judge them. Right. Like, right. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm just... That's just not me. I guess I'm too busy judging myself <laughs> and criticizing myself that I, there's no room for anybody else there. Sorry. All right. Let me get to another confession here. This one is from Lilith Payne. She is from uh, Colorado, somewhere in Colorado, Meeker, Colorado. Colorado in the house. Absolutely. I like that name, Lilith. Very pretty. Lilith says, don't force happiness, but try not to spread your negativity. Sometimes smiling, thinking positive, and being able to laugh at yourself will cause the bad mood to ease up until you are in a safe space to deal with it. I have to have a good sense of humor. about. You know I'm in a really bad place when I don't have a sense of humor about myself. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm at my worst. No, I I definitely agree with that. Like, um, just like... Have you ever been like around in a, you know, negativity? Energy is transferable, right? So energy isn't created or destroyed. It transfers from, you know, Mm -hmm. one medium to the next or whatever. I just butchered that law, but whatever. (laughs) Um, So so, you had it like just about right, transferred or transformed. Yeah. But that's in a closed container, but that's a whole other. So, yeah, (laughs) whatever. She's too smart for me over here. Um, But same thing with the heart I was talking about earlier. Like we all are sharing heart energy right now. There's 500 times the electromagnetic field. You guys don't want my heart energy. All all (laughs) the crap I eat, my arteries are not. I definitely want your heart energy. Oh, Um, thank you. But I think that, like, um, you know, if someone is, you know, sucking out all of your energy, like you were saying before, uh, then, you know, you need to push that person aside and How you know, be guys, around positive but, people but so wait, that energy can trans- transfer to you. Right. Go back to what Lilith said, because what Jen is saying, Jen or Jenny, what do you Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, sorry, 
Um, What Jenny was just saying is totally true. But then what Lilith was saying was about her own negativity, not just about other people's. And I love how she said that because I tend to do that too. It's like, if I'm in a bad space, I'm not going to agree to go do anything. If Mike asked me to come here this morning and I was in a bad mood, Mm. I'd be like, yeah, no, because I'm not going to give that to you guys. That's not fair. A lot of people don't do that. Like, I don't know if I do that now now that I think about it. Maybe I should. I think for me, just someone um, being in like recovery with anxiety, depression, eating disorder stuff, Mm -hmm. I have to make plans so that I do do things. So like when Mike was like 12 o'clock, then, you know, whether no matter how I felt like Mm -hmm. that was going to be what I was going to do. And I knew when I got up and got out and got some sunshine, like she was saying, like, you know, yeah, well, it all depends. I mean, you you can't live life without making plans. I mean, you know, you've got to do you've got to show up to certain things. I think it's being very intentional Mm -hmm. about like I'm going to make whether it be like, uh, you know, large, small, whatever, like I'm going to go to the grocery store instead of ordering my groceries Mm -hmm. from. Amazon or whatever. Yeah. So I have to get up and go out. Right. Well, has that? Like how how has the pandemic affected you two with that? Oh my gosh! It just turned. <laughs> it gave me a pass to not do anything it, for a really it long time. Messed up my mental health completely. Yeah, me too. But, um, I definitely had a lot of anxiety. Well, to um, before I answer that question, I was going to say also. If, if it's one thing where I'm just feeling like really like uh, depressed or a little anxious, but when I'm like irritable or angry, that's when I draw a boundary. And I'm like, that yeah. I don't want to pour into other yeah. people. That's just yeah. rude. Yeah. Yeah. But I not agree. everybody, there are some people who go around like just taking it out on other people and projecting. Yeah. That's the part where I'm like, I wish more people would have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, the, the pandemic was really uh, i mean i never stopped working i work in public health right i, I do public health i know and i feel like you research. were the only person who got busier during the pandemic i was so i know you it were, like, still i'm very off. busy and i honestly i had a couple breakdowns i was so tired yeah. like especially around march mm-hmm. after it being like a full year and just having more work to do and you than had ever. that scare this year yeah I had a lot of lot of stuff going on. Yeah, uh, family moving, like yep. it was just so much. You did, but I saw a lot of, of other people that were just like doing nothing, and I'm like so jealous. I like I just want to sit still. I got to do a lot of nothing, and it was it wasn't as fun, fun as it sounds. Yeah, sometimes you know? that's like the boredom or the like. Yeah. I don't know. No lo- obligations. Lonely- yeah, like- the loneliness causes creates anxiety mm, of not like definitely. doing anything. Like, what like, should I be doing? Bo right. Burnham's special. I just watched it on the way, like this morning, mm-hmm. and so good. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh it's my good. god, he's a genius anyway. But just the fact that like he did the whole entire thing by himself in his place during quarantine. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. early songs and stuff. Amazing. Really good. But even he was like, when he got to the point. I'm sorry, not no spoiler alerts, but. Just the uh, video game when he was playing the video game and he started crying. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know if I remember. Oh, that anyway, go back and watch it. I was it's kind really of funny. That sounds it. like well, I mean, after a while, it's pandemic gonna, for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crying. Well, cry just because like I told you, I was diagnosed with like Hashimoto's, so that oh, like definitely just this year you were. Yeah, during the pandemic. Oh my god! So like um, on top of that, and you know, so what is having that exactly? depression? It's um, a disease where your it's an autoimmune disease where your body. Um, Attacks your thyroid. Oh, okay, right. right. Um, and I was also diagnosed with another autoimmune, which um, attacks a different part of the body. And um, 
affects hormones. So mm. I was like really put wow. into this like dark place yeah. and I didn't know why. And like I would be doing random things and start sobbing. Oh. It was crazy. Oh. Like I'm so sorry. I had a good sob the other but night. But it was it like was... watching like Beauty and the Beast and being like Oh Dude, I, I teared up the uh, other but day. But I was like, this is what true love is. <laughs> I teared up the other day. And well, he was holding her hostage, Jenny. I mean, that's I a- mean, but like, seriously, I look back on that. I was like, she doesn't even call him by a name. She just calls him Beast. Like, there's just like one scene <laughs> Well, where he kidnapped her. What do you want me to do? That is a very like, abusive <laughs> Disney Beast. story. Well, I'll tell you this. I teared up the other day watching the, um, remember, <laughs> remember the Boys to Men episode of The Fresh Prince where they were... He wanted him to sing at his cousin Nikki's christening. Yeah, I do. Remember and it turned that. out he he had like he had like stolen one of their girlfriends back in Philly years ago. Oh my god. Okay, so I don't remember it in that much detail, but okay. But then they so they're like, ah, screw you, Will. But then so he's about to admit to everyone that he didn't actually because he told everyone that he had gotten boys to men before he asked them, and then he had to admit to everyone at the christening. And as he's admitting it, they slowly pour in. And start singing Silent Night, and they're like, oh, Merry Christmas, Will. I love Boys in the Oh, so good. Yeah. I didn't like the that Fresh Prince. made me cry just now. <laughs> you didn't like the Fresh Prince? <laughs> no, I got compared to Hillary a lot, and I'm actually very <laughs> You do. I'm sorry. You so. do look like her. Wow. I was like, she looks so familiar, but so that's it would be why. that and like Lisa Turtle from Saved by the uh, Bell. No, you look way more like Hillary. <laughs> so, yeah. But you don't. Yeah. yeah. You don't. But I'm like, I'm really smart. Yeah. yeah. But you sound like her too. I was like, sometimes. Do people assume you're not smart? I, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Do you get that, wow. Izzy? That people don't know. They're like, you're so obnoxious. Go away. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm, I always tell people I'm like the smartest dits you'll ever meet because I am actually smart about some things. No, you're very smart. Yeah, and then I'm like super. I would just assume both of you as as attractive women like probably get that a lot where people just are just assume you're not, you don't have a brain. Oh. I have the opposite. Yeah. People like see my glasses and think I'm smart, or, or that I'm into like Star Wars. And then and you're stuff, walking around you know? like Reba. They shouldn't have canceled Reba. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Totally. I just threw his own joke back at him. Yeah. How come Braille ain't just regular letters except puffy? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think it's all relative, though. You're really good at things that I'm not, and that's why we are such good yeah, friends. Like yeah. we complement each other. Yeah, I do have things that I am, but but as far as like any most useful skills, I'm completely like I can't remember oh, anything. Yeah. Uh, another thing is that I can't remember anything. Oh, and then <laughs> a lot a of blessing times and I can't curse. remember <laughs> anything. It really can be a curse sometimes. I had I used that to like study medicine, and I didn't oh. go to medical school, but I was like studying for yeah. medical school. That was really helpful to have a good memory. But then like what you've talked about before where it's like you can't let things go because you just remember it like yeah. it happened yesterday. Oh yeah, I'm like terrible. Like people hurting you. I'm terrible. like, I wish I've, I could let it go. Yeah. And I have. Like ruminating a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't even want to think about it. I can't freaking believe some people. And I look back like 20 years ago or something. I'm like, why would you be that rude to the kid selling you the batting cage tokens who's 18? He's been totally nice to you. Like, <laughs> Like who, and then it just pops that? up in your head. Yeah. So you remember things. You just remember things you wish you didn't rather than actual oh, no, useful I, information. I remember all sorts of stuff that I shouldn't, both in the category of, of uh, harmful and just stupid. Well, like I can tell you every single uh, Motley Crue album in <laughs> order. He's really good with music like wiki. <laughs> like well, that's another thing. That, I mean, there's no should or shouldn't. Like, right. That's 
you know. No, I like I like don't, myself. Don't, I don't I don't, don't shit at, on yourself. No, I don't. Stop I don't. shitting on yourself. For me, so. I really don't. Like I I admit that I'm kind of dumb in some ways, but I I like myself overall. I'm yeah. happy that I am smart in the ways that I am. Yeah. You know, and I like like. Overall, yeah, everybody I'm has cool their strengths. Yeah. One thing that I, I've told people that I really admire about you because I don't have this good habit is like even with practicing, like you help me as a friend and, you know, uh, people who play music together. He's so diligent and dedicated to practice, which yeah. is really important. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just like, <laughs> let me create something. Oh, you're pretty done. good. Well, you've gotten me into being better. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something where it's like you might not have a good memory for, I don't know, upcoming dates or something. I don't know. But you have an organized way of dealing with. You know, your work and everything. Yeah, basically my smartphone does it for me. Yeah, there you go. Just just more and more responsibilities goes to our smartphones. I was thinking about this the other day. Our dad's obsolete now that we have GPS, you know? Like, (laughs) just just let your dad give you directions sometimes for him, you know? Yeah, my dad would be like, Siri. Siri. (laughs) Siri, give her directions. (laughs) I'm a total nerd. I used to read Road Atlases for fun when I was a kid. Um, I'm going to agree with you that you are totally. That is totally. <laughs> I just, I hate being I'm lost. Kidding. I think it's, I, I don't like feeling yeah, lost. Well, so I'll if I know you. that I'm going somewhere, I'm like, I need to know how right. to get home. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I, we don't appreciate how much technology makes our lives better every year. Do you remember how much stress used to go into any road trip? Like going Map anywhere? Quest printing directions. Yeah. <laughs> and even before that, like how did we find anything? Oh my I God, see. I was always the lost. Worst too. Like, yeah, I'm too. always lost. How long have you been like, DC? 10 years, and I still get lost. It's the um, worst. But then I just tell myself, uh, <laughs> and this is me faking it. I'm like, well, you're not really lost until uh, you run out of gas. <laughs> so, so or if I'm walking somewhere, I'm like, if I could just find a state or a letter, then I'll be fine. Right. Anywhere else, I'm kind of like screwed. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do like have that obviously like lost looking face where like if I am lost and sometimes when I'm not lost like random strangers will be like hey girl <laughs> you're do, probably do not you, very smart are you uh, lost do, do you need oh, directions no. do you know where you are and they like sometimes I'll be you. like yeah I'm walking to work uh, they just I, yeah no one offers me yeah. directions ever DC is awful though because I remember back when I didn't have a smartphone I had like a Blackberry or something and I had MapQuest directions I was going to it was like one of the first times I was ever going to Rock and Roll Hotel which is like in the southeast quadrant. So I kept circling H and 13, but it was like in the northwest quadrant. <laughs> and I didn't know about quadrants. I had just moved back here like yeah, a few what, years what ago. Yeah, what are quadrants? There's quadrants in D.C.? In D.C., there's no quadrants. Me about northwest. The quadrants. Yeah, it's. So the I'm capital doesn't have any quadrants, right? So then you just go from there. Like. That's where you start? That's ground zero? Yeah, the U.S., uh, the, the capital. There's no northwest, southwest. Like. That's just the. That's just is. Mm-hmm. The streets? Huh. But the street, it depends on which way you go. Well, in, in Baltimore, oh my we kind of So they that purposely with, did that to like screw with people to like not be able to find their way. They did that on purpose in DC. I will tell you this. I have a theory. You guys can tell me what you think of this. Does, am I the only one that sees like messed up, difficult, uh, hard to understand road uh, grids? Like circles? Like, yeah, that kind of stuff. See that uh, uh, correlate with gentrification? I swear there's a correlation. No. First of all, I lived out here growing up, and Pennsylvania and Maryland, there are all kinds of... Unless you're in the actual city of Philadelphia or Baltimore or whatever, but in Chicago and outward, 
I mean, it is all from the city to the farmland. It is all gridded out. That's not how it started out here. Right. And it's all weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were to even fly out of like BWI, but, flying out to the Midwest, you'll you'll see it. But our our driving is not like DC driving, is it? What are you talking like about? The traffic on the road, or like I mean, the, DC the is gridded of all out. of it. All the difficulty the, of DC is, I think, on purpose. I think right. That they, that's what I'm saying. They yeah. did that on purpose, and, and they've been was, gentrified in the last 20 years. No, I think that was because they didn't want people finding the White House on purpose. Like, I, I could be wrong. I, maybe this is my own theory. I thought I've heard it before, but it was like to get people, um, maybe like terrorists or whoever really? else, not to be able to find their way. But the the, the problem <laughs> is that it also makes yeah the SWAT regular team's humans. not going to be able to find their way either. I, I think what you get used to, like some of it uh, sands the circles. Sure. Um, it's not too terribly hard. It's just the circles that get you. And like the theory goes that like uh, the person that designed DC was like an alcoholic. So, uh, <laughs> so when he was spinning doing his map. Well, like no, a French so, architect. So like when he was like, you know, uh, drawing it out, he would put his glass down and it would leave a ring. That's really happened? Uh, uh, you know, that's... Urban legend. I'm pretty sure it was a French <laughs> so. architect, and they did it. So it's like grids, and then, like you said, the circles with the spokes coming out. Whatever. I don't like DC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the train <laughs> yeah. and get an Uber. <laughs> yeah. DC sucks. No, I like some stuff about DC. I mean, it's cool. It's just, I just don't just like driving down there. Pain. It's just always like, it's never, it's, it's just never so smooth, tickets. you know? Yeah. Uh, all I right. So, it's so transient. Moo mm-hmm. Caruso from Richmond, Virginia says, my attitude determines my latitude, double giant exclamation points. I always give myself permission to feel as fucked up as I need to feel for the moment, but the more I dwell on the positive, the less the negative I feel about it. The toxic part is when you deny what you are feeling. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, that's my theme today. What did he say? The first thing was latitude, attitude. My attitude determines my latitude. Oh, I was thinking the opposite. Sorry. I was thinking like, if you're in California or Florida, like you're happier or something. But that's the opposite. So, Sorry. Well, I, I think I like I think I agree with what he's saying, right. um, although I dislike how he said it. rhyming <laughs> phrasing. I just dislike those phrases. Like my attitude. That's know. why you don't like fake it till you make it. Yeah, I, I can't stand. Like maybe it's the rhyme. Maybe me and Dr. Seuss just didn't right mesh when I was a child. Yeah, between yeah. the ages of <laughs> birth till seven. I feel like <laughs> it, the cle- the cheesy cliches are they're true for a reason. They would uh, otherwise why would they be Sometimes so popular? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. But yeah, we can mod. Why don't we just start so, new ones? So a uh, relatively new one that I've heard is. Um, you know, when you go somewhere, do you want to be um, a thermostat or a thermometer? Yeah, yep, I found that one. So, and I was like, okay, and I had to like think about it. And it's like, do you want to like just be a part of the temperature? Or do you want to set the temperature? Are you going to choose to, you know, I feel like it's like a more reacting or responding to say, way yeah. to say that? Like, no, but it makes sense because are you going to set the tone for the room? Or are you Why going are we to be bringing affected? heating and cooling into this? Like, <laughs> no, but like if I was in a bad mood and it affected <laughs> right. you, no, you would it. be the reaction. You'd be the temperature or okay. the thermometer, I right. mean. So, so an right. actor. So you just want to come in and like, you know, continue to fall into that negativity? Or mm-hmm. do you want to 
be like this germ- the thermostat where you can walk in and like set the tone. Right, right. Yeah, I really and let your dad help help you with the thermostat too. While, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Siri does that too, but not Siri. Alexa, Alexa. Your GPS does now. Why is stuff like Alexa, that not so digitalized yet? You know. I still do not have an Alexa. I don't, I cannot. Does your Alexa do like your temperature and stuff? Alexa does everything. Oh, wow. I I didn't know that. I'm not ready to relinquish control to the. (laughs) the That's why you didn't leave your house. (laughs) I'm running late. Me and Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, what's, uh, what's, what are some, some techniques that you all use for when you are in that, that ugliness of life and you don't want to be anymore? I try to prevent it, actually. Um, after being, I think for a long time, I was the reactionary. I was like, oh, things are happening to me. You know, life is happening. And, oh, I feel this way. because. And then I started realizing that I do want to be in control. Not control other people, but do control myself. Hmm. Because, first of all, people who are constantly controlling other people, they have something going on. Absolutely. Too, you know. But in terms of, like, control, I mean, I can't control my external environment. I can only control my reaction to it. And especially when it comes to like anxiety and depression and everything. One thing that I tried to do is just think of the things that make me feel better, whether I'm like going for a run, doing yoga, painting a picture, playing some music, um, checking the thermostat, any of the, yeah, any, uh, talking to a friend. I don't, you know, setting up a net of things that, Mm. you know, maybe I don't have the energy to play music today because I'm so depressed. But walking in sunshine near the water would help me. So yeah. then, you know, just trying to put things in place that it's like if I'm constantly and you know me now, I'm constantly doing things. Sure. It's not to keep me busy all the time. It's not like I can't be alone with myself. I'm alone most of those times. Right. But it's because I want to constantly be doing things that make me feel good. Definitely. I want to crochet something in the winter than mm-hmm. do, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I think it's just about like setting up the um I don't know, like a list of things that mm-hmm. you know will make you feel good and having, even if it, whether it's in your mind or you have a list to back you up to just turn to it when you're having a bad day. Like your when coping you're having, mechanism yeah. toolbox. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they call it in therapy. Oh yeah. What's yeah. in yours? Um, so I really enjoy making glitter jars. Oh, um, glitter jar. Yeah, tell yeah. us more. What How does that work? You guys don't know what glitter jars are? No. Um, uh, now I see why everyone comes out to you. But so, <laughs> so, Do you yeah. hand people one of the glitter jars when they no, come out so, to you? Like, I wish I had brought it with me. Um, so it has like uh, water and like glue and then you... Uh, and you use hot water and glue when you're making it. And you can add some food coloring to change the color of the water. Then you use glitter glue inside of it as well as real, real glitter. So um, the glitter falls to the bottom. And then you shake it up. So okay, we need like, to have a craft day. Yeah, I know. So, this sounds but fantastic. But just by, like, fun. watching it, um, you know, dissolve and, like go, like, go to the bottom, it's very soothing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Like, um, actually, I showed my nieces, and my niece, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, we made these, and we have them on um, our desks at school. There are meditation jars. And, oh. I, like, she told me this when she was, like, five, and I was like, what kind of school are you going to? One. And then I saw her school and found out how much her parents pay for her to go there, and I was like, okay, I got it. Right. So right. her cafeteria yeah. was insane. 
Like I was like, I want to have lunch with you every day. <laughs> what kind of what do they so, have? Like uh, like it's I mean artisanal tater tots. No, I mean the, the kids like have the autonomy to like pick what they want, and wow. I and it's <laughs> like, like we got pizza boat. Five year olds making decisions, no, but like uh, if they want to have like a you know Belgian waffle. And they can have a Belgian waffle oh, or an omelet well, or like a salad. I mean, yeah. if they want to have Guy Fieri himself come in right. and take six or three, like, they get them on a helicopter. I mean, their arts and crafts room. I was like, man, this is fantastic. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. I do love that they're starting them young, though, because I mean, if all kids, I've heard this from very enlightened, you know, spiritual guide people or whatever. Um, if one generation of kids would all learn transcendental meditation, it would just completely shift humanity. It's yeah. beautiful to hear that at least some people are doing that. I know that there are clearly a lot of is, children in yeah. schools that... And it's just unfortunate, though, that like those type of... I mean, money yeah. is you know going to have provides her access to such a phenomenal school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the majority mm-hmm. of people are not going to... That's what's really yeah. sad. Like... Yeah. Have that opportunity, but yeah. So meditation. Like they know about mindfulness. Right. That's awesome. I do think it is something we're really, I mean, it is true. You know, the Fight Club speech was true. Like the, the Great Depression is over. There's no great war. You know, our wars are spiritual, you know. You our are not your are, fucking khakis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but with that, he's saying like we're, we're physically, we, we have the opportunity to be as lazy as we want to basically these days. And so, like, our war is, like, we're not starving to death. We're not, uh, you know, we're not going to be homeless. You know, I mean, you know, I understand some people do go through that. But it's like, odds are we're going to live pretty comfortably for the most part. And yet all that pain from, like, our ancestors, like, toiling in the dirt seems to have transformed into mental pain. I think that that is what our generation is supposed to overcome is, like, breaking all of those generational curses that you know it trauma changes you on a biochemical level and then we pass that down over and over again i think that we have a lot of healing to do as humanity yeah and it's it's a very interesting time that we are in because of not just technology it's not like i oh i can just take a video of myself i can share it with people in india or and imagine we're going to be in 40 years justice system there's a lot of higher level and if you look at those fractals it's like nothing like, in history everything is coming together where it's like we all have like if you look at the internet connections from space it looks like neural connections in a brain there's that fractal thing happening right, right. so if we as individuals and as family units or communities yeah. can start to heal then think about like in your body when cells come together they make an organism right but if one cell is attacking another cell, that's like an autoimmune disease, yeah. right? And so same thing with humans. Like if we are constantly attacking each other, if we started healing ourselves, healing in our, us as individuals and then each other, we would be able to reach this higher level thing, right? Yeah. The way that cells come together and make a human, right. well, if all of humanity comes together, I think we are cooperatively. Well, we're I starting think, to get. I there. think, uh, like you mentioned, with you know, on social media, like what you have the ability to do, but also it's like we have to be very honest with ourselves mm-hmm. on social media. Are we actually posting like our honest right, feelings, right. or are we hiding behind Best filters? Of. You know, yeah, filters and, like, we're just putting on a a facade Mm -hmm. uh, for people. So I think, like, if we are putting out, like, uh, you know, it's great to have, like, a good selfie. 
You know what I mean? But like to to you know promote like hey, I felt like this today and it's okay. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Or just the vanity and, is kind of sad. I yeah. think that's the one thing like in the in the 2000s when social networks were first happening, I can't tell you how many people I promoted for record labels, you know, in the in my 20s and mm-hmm. I met other people who were into the same things I was in in different parts of America. And it was awesome. I got to connect with people who love what I... And I've talked to plenty of other people who did the same. Sure. They might be into, I don't know, martial arts or whatever it is, cooking. They were able to like find these little networks of people to share with it. You know, and that's a beautiful thing about... You to have your niche. Just like yeah, that. like yeah. to be able to connect and flourish. But then like the dark side, the black mirror side of it is like the vanity and the fighting and... I, I don't think that um, social media is making that worse. I think it's just like it's already in us and it just comes out. It's like a yeah. Petri dish for all of that negativity. So I hope that in the next like decade or so we can evolve past it because mm-hmm. it's still relatively new. I think that yeah. comes from people's yeah. fear of, well, partially a people's fear of um, being invisible. Mm. And like I was talking to you yeah. about that, like people want to be seen. Mm. Yeah. Um more and more so like part of it i i do say is is vanity but i think the other part is like how can i make my footprints yeah Uh, everybody wants to have their voice heard right that was that was actually kind of a struggle for me when i got sober at 21 because it was like okay i just if you're a 21 year old who doesn't drink you just you don't count you know like what what are you a part of you know like it just felt like i was missing out on everything you know? I hate that. I hate that alcohol is so normalized. I know. And legal when other things aren't. It's yeah. it's gross. Yeah. But yeah. I know what you mean. Like our society is so weird and backwards and I don't know. I guess that's why it's really good to, you know, get off the news, get off the internet all the time and like remember that you have to still connect with people. Yeah. You know, like in person. After them. Yeah. And then this year comes along and they're like, actually don't connect with anyone. <laughs> like, that was hell? just temporarily though. <laughs> I mean, I think it will push past that. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I feel like everybody's cards were like shuffled this year, you know? Like, yeah. uh, like the stuff that used to work for us is like, I feel like everybody's having to change their medicine and like everything. I've definitely had to admit to myself that I am not right. See, but the key word you said is admit to, well, phrase is admit to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's starting with being honest with yourself, like where you are. Yeah. Um, then you can, you know, propagate whatever message you have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I just, I have to admit that I need negative. more medical help and I need more psychiatric help. And like, I don't like to rely on those things too much because I, I'm, I just kind of try to be like a pretty, you know, bare minimum type of guy, you know? So <laughs> do you I feel need weird. Psychiatric like, help or counseling. What's the difference? Psychiatric is medicine. Wow. And psycho- like psychology, a neuropsychologist or like a counselor, right? They're not gonna just do talk. It's not just I need that talk Hannibal therapy. Lecter type of stuff. <laughs> but I'm just saying, psychiatry is more of like you getting your medications fixed. I need right? both. I need both. I know, but it sounds like you really need more of like um, talking to someone. Maybe not just talk therapy. There's right. all kinds of there's CBT, yeah, or the DBT, yeah, yeah, right. or yeah, cognitive. yeah. I don't know what I need, but I need to do something, and I need DBT to, is dialectical, and I need to see like what's physically. Therapy. I need to figure out what's wrong with my body. Like, Wait, when you what guys is are mentioning that? all these, I'm not as familiar um, with that. It's uh, <laughs> dialectical behavioral therapy is the idea that um, two opposing feelings can exist at the same time. Mm. So like. 
yeah, um, I'm having a really crappy day and you can acknowledge that. And it's not someone coming in with toxic positivity and trying to like right. push that down. But although you're having a crappy day, you can still use like gratitude like, or um, something else that's going well in your yeah, life. Or yeah. Or you can still say, I'm having a crappy day, but I'm going to take a walk outside mm-hmm. and do something to um, activate my behavior. Mm-hmm. And I continuously say activate my behavior because once you start moving, it's like a continuous thing yeah. that goes on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, DBT is actually, I took lots of therapy sessions focused on DBT and it was incredibly helpful. Yeah. Um, Because it's allowing that, that, it's allowing that feeling to exist and Mm -hmm. it's not. And coexist with others. Exactly. And it's not trying to um, necessarily push through it or make it go away. It's just saying, you know what? This is here. Yeah. It's what it is. And, um, you know, it's you're just accepting it. I really like that because it's like, okay, you're not telling the other one to go away. It's just (laughs) when you have two options of like, oh, wait, this one's making me feel better. The other one you can just choose to like let go of eventually. Or it could just stay there. Or it could just, yeah, no, you're right. Or it could just stay there for as long as you need to. (laughs) But it's less likely to go away if you don't introduce the new option, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, a thing I've been thinking about recently too is like I just want to feel right. Like I don't, I don't need to feel like high all the time. I don't need to be like bouncing off the walls, having fun constantly. But there's a certain th- feeling where I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm right right now. You know, like I'm just like what I you're doing like is myself. right, or are you just uh, no, okay, just, just like uh, I just, I feel right. I just feel balanced. You know, I just feel like in the moment and, and focused and. Uh, I, you know, just that cloud that's inside so, of me disappeared. So one for a big while. thing with DBT is radical acceptance and mm-hmm. just being like, right now, I don't feel right. Yeah. And I accept that. But yeah. I know that this not feeling right, right. is not going to last forever. But but for me, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is like the anecdote. I've noticed recently, like the anecdote to the unhappiness is not necessarily a big you know, exciting rush of fun type of thing. Like it's yeah. just being cool for me, you know, just chilling, just being cool. Yeah. Which is like, very you just want to feel normal, me, but you don't know what normal is because you have yeah. like a yeah. chemical. And, and every now and then it'll hit me and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is what it likes to This is what it feels like to be a human. No wonder I have I, someone my childhood in my, was fun before this kicked in. I have someone in my life who um, has opened up to me about how they feel um, when they're on, like de- really depressed for long periods of time and then they and then they finally find the right medication they're like it feels like i was having the flu all that time yeah. and didn't even know that's it. what that's how i describe and it I was usually like, wow. it's like that's that's depression for me yeah it's like i just feel like crap that's what it is it's like having the flu with no symptoms and it's like yeah. just feeling achy and yeah. tired just, lethargic. just that, that feeling you get when you when you're sick Brain you know yeah, yeah just like that like down kind of like everything sucks i'm irritable you know like um and it really is like that, and it's and and I don't think I can will myself out of it any more than I can will myself out of a flu, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. Just, so, I mean, I'm gonna get more help. It's hard. So. I'm gonna start accepting more help, and I hate I hate being reliant on health insurance too, because so, it's I mean, so insecure for me. But you have me, health insurance, correct? For now, yeah. So rely on it. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. now. Yeah, no, I, I am, I am, and I think, uh, you know, I'm gonna. I feel like there's usually a way to figure it out. You know, I always think like oh, I don't want to be dependent on all these medications because what if I lose my health insurance and. But so, it's, you can use, there's usually a way But if you had the tools work. in the toolbox, like working in mental health for a long time, since I was right, I, 18 was when I started working with patients with 
developmental disabilities, neuro, neurological. I've worked inpatient. I've done in-home therapy. And one thing that after working with neuropsychiatrists for a long time and wanting to be a neuropsychiatrist at one point in time, you have to have both. Like the optimal, and this is backed by research, like the optimal amount of improvement in your behavior is going to come from an overlap of the medication and behavioral therapy. Yeah. So yeah. if you are not in any kind of counseling or um, therapy or anything like that, mm-hmm. you're only doing one part of it. Yeah. So having that overlap. And another thing is that like ultimately working inpatient for a long time in crisis stabilization and trying to help people long-term, even you know when they go out of the hospital, looking at that setup, your goal isn't to stay on medication forever if you don't have to, because what you do is you go on medication, the right medication long enough to increase the ability to do that therapy on an ongoing basis. And then you can slowly wean off. The I, I think some people need to be on, meds on forever. Honestly. Yeah, I think I might. have, I, I've and actually, the people in the serial group were telling me this the other day. What's what's that form of uh, depression? That's like just super chronic, just like never feel good. I forget what it's called, but I seriously think Major I might have major depressive disorder. There's I mean, no, well, I, like I have MDD. So. Yeah, like Manic? I think I've no, no. I, I think I, think I know uh, what you're talking about, but I can't. Oh, is Clinical? it unipolar depression? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, then. I can't remember what the freaking name is. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like chronic depression. What's unipolar? So you know how people swing and they have bipolar. Oh, it's the opposite of bipolar. So, yeah, so you don't uh, have the manic episodes. You're just consistently like low. It should be straight polar. There's like so. cyclic. It's unipolar, like you know. Oh, unipolar. Yeah, you just stay on the low instead of right at the high. Yeah, right. Which is oftentimes more dangerous. I think I have that honestly, and I and I don't I don't want to say it. Like I'm not trying to feel bad for myself or be like, oh, I've got it so bad or whatever. But it's like persistent depression. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel awful. I don't know. I'm looking up the nine types, and I have since I was like 12. You know, like so. I think maybe it's finding the right combination of. You know, um, you know, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say drugs, prescribed by a right. psychiatrist and right. then yeah, therapy. Self medicated. Um, well, I mean, and there's all different types of therapy. I mean, like you could do movement therapy, you can do art therapy, mm-hmm. you can do, you know, and then just have. Do they have like, a sleep therapy? So uh, they have <laughs> mindfulness. Oh. So where it teaches you how to calm yourself. Cool. Um, so that you can sleep better. So, uh, um, and I think having bits and pieces of those collectively, because I've gone through lots of therapy that incorporated all of them, and it's been successful. And but do you I, still drugs use alone. them now? Therapy? Like, the therapies that you learned throughout that time, do mm-hmm. you still incorporate them yeah. into your daily life? Yes. See? Yeah, I think that's what you probably... Yeah. yeah. I, especially with having depression and anxiety, like... Over this past year, like living in downtown, like right in downtown DC, because mm, I used to work yeah. at the White House. So, oh yeah, my, I about yeah. That. So my goal was like, oh, I'm gonna live right downtown, so I can, you know, be able to walk to work and walk home. Oh gosh, and it was stressful. it was really horrible. It felt like um, someone described this, and I would say they're correct. It felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. Oh god. Mm. I feel right. like I have that so. all the time. I really do. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to like one up anybody, but it's more just like if I look at it objectively, it's like I think I have a really, really bad case of anxiety and depression. Like I feel like I've never. I feel like my body's like grown around that elephant sitting on my chest. You know, you like, just adapted to I, feeling I, that. I feel way. like this. Yeah. This inside of me is just always. 
So, but do you do like deep breathing techniques? And there like are, there are. Well, well, like we were saying, there are ways to make it a little bit better. But ultimately, it just it does what it does. And I know? also think going to you know to a doctor to get like a physical, get like uh, yeah. you know blood work done. Yeah, I did. Um, I did recently, and they told me I was low on testosterone, so they gave me something for that. But uh, it's not really making tea. a difference. Yeah, I yeah. still feel terrible. So, so do you still, you were saying that before, and especially with this past year and then a lot of uprisings going on, do you still, with doing all of those different types of therapy on a regular basis or just your yeah. your coping techniques? I mean, I do. do you and feel just as much or do you feel a little no, bit it's of like, relief? No, it's gone down. Like I've had um, like an episode or two where I'm like, oh, I can't handle this. Mm. But I mean, it would be like every day. Mm. for a while mm-hmm. so it's it's significantly it changed my life from where um i wasn't able to do anything and then on top of that i had two autoimmune uh mm-hmm. you know diseases yeah. like the attacking diagnosis. my body oh my but God. stress increases mm-hmm. like the you know the antibodies the, the yeah. activity so um Learning about them might have been like a blessing in disguise. Like not that you would want to ever be diagnosed with them, but now that you know it, it's like so much more. Yeah, like I kind of want them to tell me I have something so I can work on it. That's why I would say go get like your, you know, your thyroid. Yeah, I'm gonna have my thyroid checked. I'm gonna have my. But if you have something like that, if you have something like that, and you know it exacerbates with stress, right? The symptoms are exacerbated. Like knowing that you would say, okay, well, I need to work on my stress levels by doing these mindfulness things and stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you were to just not that, of course, it's still nice to know what you have. But like if, you know, you could prevent that from happening even worse anyway, just by, you know, going on regular hikes, being in nature, Mm -hmm. taking deep breaths, doing all of your toolbox things. I think that's also part of the reason why I have to like set specific times to do things. Like I have to go out and get vitamin D and I have to exercise and Mm -hmm. I have to do certain things with, you know, my diet or like, Mm -hmm. it's no longer about just feelings anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like feelings and behaviors. So you have to have that combination. I got him some vitamin D for Christmas a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, That's great. I've been taking gummies since like multivitamins. Yeah. That's wonderful. So that's, Awesome. All right. It's a holistic thing. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Ginny, for stopping by. This has been a great episode. Thank you for having me. This of course. is great. Come back anytime. I would Izzy, love to. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, Jenny. It was, it was nice so to meet good. you too, Izzy. Great. And uh, we will see everyone next time on The Confessional.